I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? Black, Black Panther's, Panther's Quest. Quest. Sorry, y'all. Black Panther's Quest. Little Miss Delay. I've, listen. <laughs> you have to come in with I the entrance. Need an entrance. Black Panther's Quest. Okay. Europe done fucked your Yes, I done. Else. Look, I tried to escape, y'all. <laughs> I tried to get to freedom. <laughs> So y'all know how we're doing on The Rant Room. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Yes, yes, y'all. Who got the vibe? Even live, y'all. Y'all, y'all ain't going to back me up or nothing? Y'all I'm, I'm head nodding. <laughs> My head is bobbing. I was getting the cypher going. It's the tribe, y'all. I Come on, right. Thank you. I was getting the cypher Who's going. Who's that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the cypher going. All right, all right. As y'all see, Lisa Bolakaja's back yes. in the house. School. Yes, school. the yeah. original. Yes. Everybody hit me goddamn every day. Where Lisa at? Where Lisa, Lisa at? Back? She done fall America back on her bullshit, y'all. So I had to make my escapes to <laughs> back freedoms. Back on bullshit. <laughs> she always on her bullshit since has 1492. Ever yeah, has ever since 1492. But the mm-hmm. only difference is, white folks, you getting it too now. So, yay, we're guess we're all Americans now. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> the original, the OG herself is back in yes. the house, y'all. yes. What's up, Lisa? Had to Lisa escape Coke the country jam? for a little bit, handle some family business overseas, mm-hmm. and you know how you know how it goes, and just you know a little brain break. You know, a lot of us are you know. You weren't even tweeting or nothing. For I a wasn't. Look, I, but here's the thing: I have a burner Twitter account. I have mm-hmm. my romance, my romance Lydia uh, account. Right, right. So I'm watching what's going on. I'm lurking out there, <laughs> but I'm not responding to a lot of stuff because it's like, you know what? I have enough friends out there that handle the stuff for me, so I don't feel like I have to say anything. But, you know, <clears> I like to go over into other stuff that I'm interested in that just kind of takes me away from... But it. Did, but you know what? Honestly, it doesn't matter. Whatever uh, community I'm a part of, mm-hmm. bullshit always comes through on the timeline, right. no matter what. Right. Even in Romance Landia, you know, the romance books and people who are writing different <clears> things that I like that have to do with love and bringing people together... Mm-hmm. Racist people there too. But we were talking about this, Chris, we were talking about this the other day and I was talking to somebody else who's working on a big project and they were saying, you know, the bullshit that's going on in their set. And they were always talking, there's always one motherfucker on every single show who usually has power too, who fucking some shit up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Talks every to show. People. Every yeah. show. It's, 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 um, <clears throat> it's sad right. that people have to flex unnecessarily mm-hmm. with some bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we got my man Chris Derrick in the house from the writing directing team, the Derrick Brothers. What's going down, Chris? Working. Yeah. Sleeping. Sleeping. <laughs> What's Why that? <laughs> what did I see the other day? It was interesting. Um, Homecoming. Oh, the, you the see? pilot of Home. That was right. called Homecoming, the yeah. Usually Roberts show mm-hmm. from the from the podcast. Is it? 
Yeah, it's based on the Gimlet pop, podcast. Oh yeah, that th- yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah with um, oh that 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 that, that the, the the woman from um, Get Out, the mother, was in the podcast. Was was the, oh was that who that was? That's what it was. Oh, name, okay. They didn't, Catherine okay. Keener. Catherine Keener. Yeah, mm-hmm. Catherine Keener was the one in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you listen to the to the latest startup ep- season, they talk about the making of how they made that, and the two guys who wrote it were. Um, um, one of them was like one of the producers on Gimlet, and they make shows. And they were like, "We need to come up with our own, you know, whatever." And somehow they got sent like some pages or something of of a script, and they liked it. And they're like, "Let's bring this guy in." Well, what do you think? And he was like, "I've never done this before." He's like, "Okay," you know. He wasn't even really a writer. Wow. He was a uh, sound. He does sound like the boom and all that stuff in the sound mixer. And but he was like writing on the side a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then this opportunity came up. And then him and that producer got together and co-wrote this series. Show. Okay. Wait, what is, really, show, what is the show about? It's called Homecoming. It's about um, <clears throat> these men who've come back from uh, some sort of Middle Eastern war. Uh, I mean, what kind of war? Some sort of war in the Middle East. Okay. I haven't seen... I, I, I only saw the pilot... And the, and the episodes like they're twenty two minute long or twenty seven minute long dramas, which is interesting. Oh, they're that short. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize. I didn't know either until I, I watched the first one in Indie, <clears throat> Indie Real Fest. I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, has it been? Hasn't been forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, you know. I'm I, not I mean, I mean, I just, I, I mean, <laughs> just I, from that little take of it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, you know, the guy who directed it is the guy who wrote and created Sam Ismail. Yeah, Sam Ismail who right. created Mr. Robot. And it feels like that either, so. and it feels too much like Mr. Robot. Yeah, oh, really? it feels like like it's directed. You know, it's the directing is so pronounced on it for try, try, trying to distance you as the viewer, hmm. and I don't even know why. It's not even clear as to, as to why that choice is. Just like I just want to do this. So what does that mean to the people who don't know what that means? Well, so like you know, directing. It's just like writing, like like in terms of like you got to set a tone mm-hmm. with what you're trying to do, so the so the people can understand what's happening, they understand it. Mm-hmm. And if you set up the show in a way that that the visual language is is too <laughs> is is working too hard to distance the audience and almost to kind of show off, mm-hmm. which I kind of felt was happening a lot in Mister Robot. It doesn't seem like those choices are necessarily motivated by the story, right. but they're but they're motivated by he's got an aesthetic that he wants to to extrapolate and push onto the story. Because I was listening to Julia Roberts, they interviewed her, um, <clears throat> the guy from Gimlet um, who created Gimlet was interviewing Sam and Julia mm. like on the last episode, and he was talking to Julia, and she was talking about how Sam would challenge like her and the other cast where they would for instance they'd have like a scene where they had to go down stairs and like the camera would just keep following them like Mm -hmm. she's like i've never had to do that before and we had to be like choreographed like on a dime you know to go down the stairs to say our line to do this and do this you know what i mean it was all like this okay so yeah so that's what i'm talking about see so in the pilot there's a maybe like a three to five minute scene mm-hmm. where she gets a phone call from her boss, and he and and it's this and they're talking on the phone. Is that the airport thing? Is that that one? No, no. Okay. And 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 so and so, and so they're, and they're in this facility, and the shot and the shot for some reason cuts to this overhead shot. 
And it just, and then she gets up and has to leave. And it just follows her, this overhead shot, and it walks out to, you know, it's just like this, this, you know, it's like they're looking down on it, kind of like that shot in, um, in, uh, people who remember in, um, that Spielberg film, um, with Tom Cruise, Minority Report. Mm-hmm. And you're just seeing her walk through the space and goes down, then the camera, and it comes down <clears throat> and, just, and, it just, and just traverses you through the facility. And, and she gets, and, and then she like, she, and, she, and she leaves the, the frame to go down the stairs, doesn't really track her, and it drops down to the second, to the, to the main level. And she comes back in the frame and she's still talking. The whole time she's talking to mm-hmm. this guy on the phone. And you're seeing what's happening. There's not, and there's nothing really happening in the facility. You're just seeing the facility, right. and um, it's not really setting up anything per se. Um, I mean, there's some things that are that that you can tell that he's designed, but it didn't need to have that. And this didn't necessarily need to have that mm-hmm. because it didn't create. Like, it was a style choice. It's a style crazy. choice yeah. that didn't really, that in my opinion, didn't pay off as 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 what you're trying to do. It didn't create any kind of, of engagement. In, in, to yeah, in, any kind of engagement. It didn't create any kind of like tension in the scene. Like mm-hmm. like obviously, people, you know, the, the the best kind of example of that type of shot is the opening shot of Touch of Evil. And why it's interesting is is that the first thing that happens is it fades up and, and it fades up in a close shot of of a of a of a bomb hmm. that's this with, with with a ticking clock on it that's put into a um um a car trunk and then the guy who puts it in there he runs away and then these two people these two people come out and, and they get in that car not suspecting there's a bomb and then the camera pulls up and follows them and goes through this whole city thing and all this kind of stuff is happening and 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 they keep getting cut off by like there's things there's goats walking the street mm-hmm. and people obstacles and obstacles mm-hmm. and you keep thinking. The bomb's, the, gonna the, go the bomb's gonna go off. The bomb's gonna go off. It's gonna fucking kill everyone. Like, 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 like when's that gonna happen? Right. You know. And then it picks up the main character, Charlton Heston and Jamie and uh, and uh, Tim, and um, not Jamie Lee, but um, Jimmy Curse's mom, uh, um, Janet Lee. And it's, and you just kind of like, oh shit! Like, is that bomb gonna blow? Is that bomb? Mm-hmm. What's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. You know. And 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 then eventually it does blow up, and and that mm-hmm. like starts the movie. Mm-hmm. You know. And I'm like, okay, that's like a really smart way to, to use that stylistic choice right. to help like help tell the story right. help do Jeffrey something Thorne in the and, and that didn't really happen in this right. and, and I'm just like you guys spent a lot of effort to do this to time everything like this and it's like for like what's the what's real, the payoff what's the like, real what's, payoff yeah. you right, know because right, even right. in that movie Snake Eyes when mm-hmm. when uh, Brian De Palma did that with um Nicholas Cage, he's wa- he's walking through the fight. It's like, okay, shit, what's going to happen now? Because it's mm-hmm. you know, like there's this tension that's inherently inherently happens like when you never <laughs> cut the camera, right, right. Um, that doesn't really happen. It's because because they're not talking about anything mm. that's necessarily important. And I mean, it might be later on, but it's, but but to me, I'm kind of like that didn't grab me. Mm-hmm. And you spend a lot of time doing this, and it's so like it's so in your face that that's what you're doing mm-hmm. that I'm kind of feel like. <clears throat> That's kind of a fail, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you already failed when you said Mr. Robot and Julia Roberts. So I was already like, and thank you. <laughs> I will see. I will see myself out. Homecoming. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Yes, right. I will see yeah. myself out. I will see myself out. It's a half hour act, uh, drama show. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Good for that. Yeah. Right. There's starting to be a couple. Yeah, there's starting to be a oh, couple. There's no reason they all have to be an hour. Damn. Right. So Jeffrey Thorne in the house, everybody. Hello. Sorry, I'm late. Traffic in LA. <laughs> oh, a lot of Dog breath issues. Stuff. I literally <laughs> ran. And if you can see me, me and running are not friends. So, um, um, but I had to be here. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. I appreciate y'all. So, <laughs> if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get into the show. 
So, uh, Lisa, Lisa, Colt Jam, what you want to talk about since you're back? This is your Yay! Golden. Yay! No, you know what? I was, I was mentioning earlier when we, we were coming in, um, kind of a couple things. Uh, one of the things that just came up recently was a couple years ago when oh, um, oh, yeah. the whole thing when, when um, Sam Jackson came out and had basically said and was talking about... Um, Daniel Kaluuya, right. and Get Out, and was talking about how you know British actors are taking all the roles and all that kind of stuff. And my first thought was, no, how can you say that? We're all in here trying to survive mm-hmm. and do this stuff. But right. there's been like these recent things that have been coming out lately because you know every couple <coughs> couple of months we have these diaspora wars, mm-hmm. and it just seems like a lot of stuff that's just been coming out in terms of uh, Black American actors and Black Americans in general, just talking about how you know it's difficult enough for them to get roles, but it seems like a lot of roles are, are, are being taken right. by a lot of people. Right. And not just British actors. You've got British people, you've got Nigerian-American mm-hmm. actors, you've got like British-Nigerian actors. So, at case in point, we were talking about Cynthia Erivo recently mm-hmm. was announced uh, with Casey Lemons, because you know I'm a huge Casey Lemons fan. Right. And anything Casey Lemons does, I'm going to go see. Mm-hmm. And recently, I guess she just took over the new, um, I guess the new Harriet Tubman project they're trying to do. And of course, in my mind, I'm thinking Harriet Tubman Aisha Hines. Right. Uh, she already crushed basically it. crushed it. <laughs> and, and so they gave it to uh, Cynthia Arrivo, who played uh, Celie in um, uh, the Broadway production of Color Purple. And she's also in the new movie with Viola Davis, Widows. Right. So, so there was like this whole big hubbub. And so there's conversations online and, and people were talking about how, you know, when it's such an iconic historic figure, you know, a lot of black Americans are feeling like, well, we need to have somebody who comes from yeah. that, that thing. That culture that comes from that, you know, and and the I idea. I can't wait to hear what Jeff got to say. And about the that. idea <laughs> that and what I say. And I, the, I, I agree. and the idea that you know someone who comes from that culture would have a little bit more insight, a little bit more understanding right. for that. And so, of course, I was just mad because y'all just overlooked Aisha. Period. Well, well, look, and a ton well, of other actors who could play that. Well, let's just say this though. Okay. Did and you know this, Jeff? Did they overlook her? No, they didn't. Or, Obviously, they were aware of her. First of all, and the only reason I'm saying this is because we grabbed her, because we're doing the Kathy Williams story, right? Oh. Me and, me and my friend, uh, Pamela. What? And um, so she already signed to do the project with us and everything. And so, but we knew come July, this was like last May. Right. We knew come July, she was leaving to go, you know, do um, 911, and she wouldn't be back till the end of December. So sometimes they needed you now. Yeah. Oh, I know that. But you know? this is this is this is my mind. This right. is the reasoning behind I think why they picked it. Number one, um, she'd already run like a Tony, mm-hmm. and this is like quote unquote. I think this is like Oscar run bait. Right. right now, she has a little bit of a name going on right now, and they feel like that she has the stature to make this thing happen. They're going for that run. Yeah. But she has a Tony award. Well, I mean, she has some other things. I think that's coming up. she's got. Yeah. You know, it's that thing mm-hmm. that but. she's got that it factor right now. You know, and it's like a lot of people were just like, whoa, should we be, be doing something like this? And so there's been conversations I've been kind of perusing through and listening to that's kind of making me start to rethink a couple of things. Because before I was like, I feel like actors can be able to play any role they want. You're a good actor. Whoever comes in and kills the audition, you do that. But I will say this. A part of me does feel like certain historical iconic roles... Personally, I feel like I would rather have a person from that culture come through. One, because I always believe like your ancestors always want to see that you made it and to tell that story. So that's where I'm coming from in that sense. And 
the reason why a lot of the stuff got really big in terms of people discussing it, I'm just talking about around <clears throat> black folks, is because some of the things that they said that Cynthia Revo has kind of co-signed on. And one mm-hmm. of the things was there's a, um, a blogger that was really popular named um, Lovey, who had, uh, I forget Lovey's last name, but anyway, she's uh, Nigerian American, and she recently had got some kind of like deal or something with Shonda Rhimes. Mm-hmm. And I guess some <clears throat> past tweets and some things came up where basically she was making fun of like black Americans and yeah, yeah and kind of like saying the terms, oh, I would never use the term Akata. And of course, if you know anything about the word Akata, that's kind of like, a, that's like, it means wild animal or something like that in Nigerian. It's kind of like what they call black Americans. Mm. It's a slur. Interesting. It's a racial slur against <clears throat> us, your own people. Interesting. And so there were some things that this particular person said that this particular actress, Cynthia, had co-signed, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And people were like, oh, so you agree with that. So here you are trying to take an iconic role talking about we're not, don't have a culture and that because you're Nigerian and you have this thing, mm-hmm. but you're going to take a role that comes from our culture, our people. So there was like a lot of like tension. A lot of people were like going in on it. Interesting. And... For me, it's kind of like, it's the same way with people who come back at us saying, well, you know, you got like Denzel playing Steve Biko, you've got Morgan Freeman, and here's my take. I'd rather see your people play them than my people. But at the same time, Hollywood is all about who's going to put butts in seats, who has a name, who's going to get something made. So I can see that side of it, but nowadays- they're not always right. And they're not always right. They're not. That's horseshit. Yeah. I would rather see the people from that. And personally, you know me, I like unknowns anyway. I like to Mm -hmm. see new people. But I prefer to see people when it's historic. I want to see those people from that culture play that role, because I feel like they deserve that. This I'll say about the historic stuff. I think historic stuff to me works really well- when the actor doesn't have has as little baggage as possible in the role, you know, like like the time when when Denzel played Biko, like he was so young in his career, like yeah, he was on the come up still, yeah, right. like he 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 was still doing saying elsewhere, so he wasn't kind of like a known quantity, and so it was easy for me to like get lost in that. If I saw him do that now, I'd be like, dude, like I can't not see Denzel Washington, right. you know. And so to me, like that's my thing about with historical pieces is, is like how can we? Uh, it just helps with trying to hide. Not just to hide, but it it, it it makes it feel more real. Like yeah, it's real because <laughs> it gets you into the story. Well, yeah, yeah in the story because because I and I, I notice this all the time. It's like there's certain actors and actresses, like something about their look, like looks too modern. You know, to play certain stuff. You know, certain films, certain certain time periods where we actually have photographs of people, and you kind of see there's like a look that they have mm-hmm. that is not a modern look, and it's kind of like whatever is bred out of it. Or yeah, they're closer yeah. to and a slave. Slave situation, it would be they're closer to their African roots, basically. Yeah, having you know, a white disfused. Right, you know, I mean, so to, I mean, to me, you know, like I, I don't know what to, what to say about th- this whole thing. Here's I mean, another example, and this what, she's oh, like, oh, you're taping. Me? Oh, right now, you're taping. <laughs> Hi. Anyway, so here's another example. There's some people I follow on YouTube, I watch videos and who to talk about stuff, and these are like independent scholars. These are people who these are people who are like. If 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 we were talking about hip hop, mm-hmm. they'd be like the underground underground. Up, okay, they'd be like the the red cup people right. fighting in the background. But you gonna sit here because you about to see something on stage that you ain't gonna right, never see no right, place else. Right. Okay, 
That's where you want to be. So I lurk. I lurk. I lurk. I lurk in those type of. I lurk in the vestibules in the of those spaces. Like I'm not literally. She's I'm not. Like a straight I'm not. Up street I'm not, nerdist, I'm like not inside. Said. Inside. Like, but I kind of hang out because I know stuff goes can go left real fast. But I like to kind of be on yeah. the on the. You want to be close by the exit sign, but not right there. You know. I make the dash when I need to, but I'm staying as long as I can. I got a foot out the door. Hold that door open in case. Sometimes And I'll brothers, lock it behind me Sometimes, no. sometimes brothers Take things too far right. And I, the sister Gotta be sometimes. ready to like, you know, <laughs> Just gotta be ready You know oh. And one of the conversation was Because I had just Got done finished Watching the third Those were the days was, <laughs> If only you could see What we are doing in here <laughs> Like literally You were like Alright y'all If this goes bad We gonna meet in the alley Down the street yeah. Don't look back uh, <laughs> Do what you gotta it's do It's pretty ricky They gonna like, be some it, shooting up In here <laughs> They told him not to come back, but He's he came back. back. All right, we're going to have to do what we got to do. You know do. that full scrap, too. <laughs> but the conversation was, and here's what it was, and this, and this is what really got me thinking about culture and identity, just specifically in just the idea of this new kind of pan-Africanism, which I like to call, um, and just as thanks to Saran, um, one of the people I follow uh, who used to be on Twitter, but she got ran off because she was criticizing Bruno Mars, and I guess really? people got mad and Twitter suspended her. Saran, <laughs> I am so sorry. Your critiques were valid. We can critique anything. Anything in art can and be critiqued. Anything in art can be critiqued, but anyway, but she's like one of my favorite people mm. who's just one of those mm. young mm. black female voices that just like, I'm just going to let y'all know how I feel. And so I watch her videos because she makes me think. And she reminds me so much of me and my youth that I have to like look to see what I sounded like when I was young and just in today's terms. And so one of the things they were talking about is this, this, this situation, these stats that just came out about the show Insecure. So I finished watching the third season. Mm-hmm. And you know I've always kind of been kind of waffly with the show. Like mm-hmm. some parts of it, like, some parts of it, like, yeah, something just does not click with me. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, surrendered this video and just basically said that's insecure for white people. What? And so wow. she went in and looked at the numbers on HBO who's and, and who's watching. Mm-hmm. And I think they said it was like 60% of the audience is white people who are yeah. watching Insecure. And then they have a smaller audience that could be black, but not specifically well, who's black American. Oh, okay. And one of the conversations that's been going on is there have been some black folks who feel like that show does not really represent black folk. It's like a caricature of black people. Hmm. Because some of the dialogue and some of the stuff doesn't ring true to a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. some LA folks. Right. And one of those people I was thinking of was like me. Is like, yeah, some of the stuff that goes on in the show, I don't, I don't know. And that's when it came out that people were talking about. Well, they they were trying to say, well, it's because uh, Issa Rae is half Senegalese, her dad's Senegalese, her mom's Black American, and that her experience is a little bit different. And there were some people saying that she should have a show, Insecure should be about a Senegalese American. Not just. And not just a black American, because it seems like some uh, of the things that are considered hmm. black American right. is almost like someone who's black, but not black American, who's thinking what black Americans sound and talk like, and then putting hmm. it on the show. Right. And I kept thinking to myself, maybe that's what it is. Like that hmm. part of it, that part of me that's like, just something that does not ring true. Can I ask you though, is yes. that not marketing? Because... Her show now. Full disclosure: I stuck to the middle, the early part of season two, and I nothing wrong with it. Right, but I there are no aliens. Nobody shooting anybody. <laughs> you know, so I get that too. Yeah, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not really the one right. for, yeah. for social drama. <laughs> right, it doesn't right. matter who's right. right. But um, in the marketing, they're saying here's a story about a black woman in America doing blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's what the show is, mm-hmm. right? That's a very personal show. It is a very, like, artist-specific, mm-hmm. like, only, only so she girls. can do this that is, show. It's like girls. Please, please don't mention that show. 
Please never mention that show. I, mean, I, I can't discuss that show rationally um, or, That's any, favorite or, show or anyone involved with it. Um, but I feel like... But Jeff, you got to tell me how you feel about that. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of legacy hires. Ooh, that show is nothing but legacy hires. Hey, Therefore, I would never it. have watched that show tell and it. have not. Uh, also, mm. like Woody Allen's output... Making a show set in that particular place mm-hmm. at that particular time, <laughs> and everybody is white. Right. You may not think you're making a statement. You're making you're a, making a statement. Damn yeah. statement. Yeah. And that yeah. statement is Jeff. Please don't watch my show. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I did not do. Yeah. But with this, with 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 insecure, we have a, we. Have, this is a person who came out of the internet that was greeted, created her own, mm-hmm. basically created her own audience right. for a very personal view of how to be here, mm-hmm. of what, what it's like to be her, right. essentially, some version of that. Right. I don't know that I can criticize an artist pushing, think of the force of will it takes to get your specific idiosyncratic mm-hmm. um, weirdness, essentially, because mm-hmm. everybody's weird. I'm yeah. not saying the show's weird. I'm saying her experience of being a black woman in the US is not going to be the same as my mom's experience, right. of the right. and both are equally valid. And, and put some aliens in there, girl, and I'm back on your show. <laughs> but um, with the larger context of this, this discussion about black versus black African versus African-American versus Senegalese-American, which is not the same as African-American. Mm-hmm, right. African-American is a generic term meant to mean slave descent and otherwise in our local diaspora. Right. It does not cover all black people who come to the United States. Right. It means a very specific subgroup, those of us who cannot identify specifically our ancestry because our ancestry is too mixed up. Mm-hmm. We're no longer simply tribal groups. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of different parts of Africa in me and probably some parts of Europe, right. whether I wish to have that or not. Right. <laughs> Okay, so um, the conversation with Africans that I've had in my family my whole life, a lot of them, we, we over here have the fetishized Africa. I've grown up, they call them hoteps now, I guess, mm-hmm. but I grew up in the first blush of the Afrocentricism where uh, everything African was gold, that there were these flying Egyptians with telepathic power. <laughs> right, That's right. true. No, uh, <laughs> right, who somehow crafted the pyramids out of, right. you know, out of the out of the out of the raw soil, they raised it up. Right, 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 right. Let know. me just interrupt you because <laughs> okay. you melanin know, magic. Hold on, hold on, if you don't have melanin, because I grew up, you know, in the Bay, right. so you know, we're talking Black Panther oh, world. Yeah. Yes. So we all were about, or at least I was taught that I was. Because remember, I grew up at a time where I knew about that third verse in the Star Spangled Banner. Right. When I was a kid, because yeah. of the Panthers, right. 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 So also, you have to remember that piggy, piggy, piggyback from often with you're saying we used to talk about how pyramids were built. Mm-hmm. It was like we believe we actually had powers that white men took from us. No. Like I'm just saying, I know, you know what I mean. But that's like ridiculous. generalizing it's ridiculous shit like that. Like, right. like how could the they have been built? No, that's not. Space it wasn't like it was a Stargate. No, 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 no superpowers. No Stargate. But see, see, people. Do, we were Ninja Turtles first. That's I'll, all I'm saying. I'll try to be brief. I'm clowning a little bit, but the the bottom line is this: American black people have fetishized Africa from the '60s to now. Right. Um, they have both jaundiced. It's all jungly shit and women in bikinis, leopard bikinis right. running around, or it's some sort of Wakanda. Essentially, Wakanda fulfilled that vision of what they would love Africa to be. Africa is a real place made up of what 30, 38, over 57, 57 different yeah. countries right. within those countries, massively different tribal groups, chopped up by Europe to make sure those groups didn't form their own countries. Right. There's a whole geopolitical crap <laughs> right. going on over there. But one thing I noticed in my personal life, and this is over 30 years of conversations with Africans as opposed to African Americans, right. they don't fetishize <laughs> us. Uh, they either treat us just like any other foreigner or they look down on us for being wild 
half castes, the different things, different mm. mongrels, right? They're no but less racist towards us I think it comes from the status, any. too, because mm-hmm. when you come from Africa, um, when everyone looks like you, mm-hmm. and we always talk about people deal with intersections, and black Americans, are, our experience is so different because we follow the one-drop rule over here, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> our experience is so specific different than anybody else, even people from the Caribbean, people from Canada, people from Britain. It's mm-hmm. so unique. But it's like when you come from Africa and everyone looks like you, when you're and able to come here, most of the Africans who do come here, mm-hmm. they have resources to come here. They're immigrants. So they are not looking at race or color. It's more class. That's correct. So a lot of their stuff, their issues, when they look at us and look down at us, and we're looking at them like, well, you should be one of us and you should be understanding our plight. They really don't because, one, they're not, as edu- they're not educated in our history. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not educated in their history, too. Mm-hmm. They may have some kind of nebulous, like, okay, black people and whatever, hundreds of years of history. And, and don't forget, they were colonized, too. Yes. They might not have been snatched up, mm-hmm. but they got the colonial mentality, and they had colonizers over there fucking with their colonial heads, too. Colonial mentality. Great song by Fred White, 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 White supremacy. <laughs> deep cut. Yes. Deep cut. Yes. Deep cuts. Ooh. And, you know, but it's like, so they're coming from a different frame of reference. And when you're dealing with that, what I'm saying with these conversations about insecure, these conversations about Cynthia Revo, these conversations about, oh my God, black people need to be able to play our own black stuff. I think what's happening now is that black people in America, especially in our art, we're starting to realize that you know we, we've been at a culture, because people try to tell us we don't have a culture, hmm. that we're not the same. We've been over here for almost 500 years. So we do definitely have our own cultural thing. I think what's happening now is we're starting to be a little bit more protective of it. Because mm-hmm. one of the mistakes I think that we've made as black Americans is we've been a little bit too welcoming to a lot of people. Because that's how we brought... I don't know if, I don't know if you remember this, Jeff. Do you remember uh, Ebony Jr. Magazine? Yes. Mm-hmm. And when Ebony Jr. Magazine, there was Ebony mm-hmm. Magazine, you had Jet. Ebony Jr. I grew up on Ebony Jr. Mm-hmm. So this is why Pan-Africanism was so big for me mm-hmm. and why I'm starting to like really having to listen to the younger generations who are talking about some of the distinctions because at Ebony Jr. we were learning um, Swahili. They were talking about how we come from Africa. We had all these positive things. They were trying to like really train our young black selves to understand that we are a part of Africa. Africa is a part of us. Mm -hmm. That there's a connection there and that there was a level of respect that I grew up with. So of course, you know, one of the things that Africans when they come here, um, they always talk about the same Insult. And this is the only one insult you can come up with <laughs> when you're talking about us. Because the word Akata from <laughs> Nigeria, we ain't got nothing like that. We ain't mm-hmm. never created a word mm-hmm. to talk about. Now, everybody I know grew up and knew the word African booty scratcher. <laughs> you didn't have to be African <laughs> to be an African booty scratcher. Damn. All you had to be was dark skin, right. black, right. ashy, right. and you was an African. Ashy? You didn't have to have no African. Where's your pink lotion, listen, damn it? Listen, right. listen. You didn't have to have Cocoa no Africans. Butter, you didn't have butter. to have no Africans from the continent there. <laughs> when I was growing up in the 70s, like we would, they would just say that shit to people, anybody. And it really got big when Roots came out. Mm-hmm. And then the new thing, instead of African, we would call you Kutu Kente. Mm-hmm. Right. And that became an insult. Because I think a part of that reflective thing is... Toby was the... Toby. 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 Oh. They call it Toby yes. and Kutu Kente. <laughs> yes. Or Chicken George. Yes. But at the time, I think that's reflexive because we were dealing with white supremacy. And one of the things that white supremacy does, it trains you to hate yourself. I was going to just say that. There's a lot of internalized... It's internalized hatred. It's just like internalized misogyny Both in women. Sides. Yes. Uh, internalized homophobia in yes. gay people. There's yes. Every one of our little yes. out groups has this. Yes. It's a component in the group. Yes. Sort of internalizes right. the oppressive. Right. Black Americans 
like I said, fetishism of anything is not actually a compliment. A fetish is not a compliment. Mm-hmm. You're agreeing with the negative stereotypes and you're finding pleasure in those negative right. stereotypes, mm-hmm. but you're not complimenting the people. And there was a fetishism of Africa as much as there was a negative, as much as there was a positive, there was also mm-hmm. this negative. Right. Uh, <laughs> black people have been extremely insular and what they wanted connection with, I felt like growing up. This is some wild ass shit on this show, mm-hmm. dude. I'm exposing <laughs> some stuff I've never talked about. Um, it's part of our artist artists stuff that's coming out. Growing up, the thing that used to drive me nuts was it, I always got this vibe of you guys are all jumping on Egypt because Egypt is the most, in your minds, most European of the African nations. It is the one that fits into the Greco-Roman culture. It's part of what you've been told is you. It's uh, cool, right? It, the clothing yeah. is whatever way. Um, for many years Egyptians were depicted as essentially looking like Puerto Ricans if they were ever dark (laughs) at all right right? there was no Nubia right there was no Nubia (laughs) there was no Nubian component Mm -hmm. all of that and I kept saying you're trying to pull a mythology out of of essentially one country in North Africa which even today people always try to talk about Egypt if it's not part like it's an island off the coast of Africa they show the map right when I was growing up in school and they would show like the Middle East and stuff they would have Egypt but they would never show you the rest of Africa I'm like that's Africa baby so it wasn't until I was like 11. I'm so like, they, I actually looked at the Shanghai, map. They okay. don't know about Mali. They don't know about they any don't of that on. stuff. Because their picture okay. of it is uh, savage Africans running around in lion skins. Hey, Tarzan did that to us. I ain't right. going to lie. We watched Tarzan. Mm-hmm. But in our culture, that what stuff. that turned into was still an over-identification with the fake version of Europe. They wanted to be part of that. Mm-hmm. They wanted to find things that were equal or better than that. Mm-hmm. It was always still referencing that instead of looking at... What started to happen, I think, in the 80s and into the 90s, a mm. little bit more looking at actual Africa. Right. Yeah. What were you uh, about to say, Chris? Go, go Chris. <clears throat> well, I was going to say two things. You know, there was a, I just maybe like 15 years ago, there was a scholar. I was, I want to say he's Nigerian. His name is like Sheikh Anta Jope. And he did a lot of study and research about the, the, uh, the, the culture that was dispersed from Egypt. And it's really interesting, like um, hieroglyph that he that that he discovered, or or I don't say discovered, but he like uh, put a spotlight on that kind of shows the four the four races, <laughs> ethnic groups, the four, mm-hmm. the four ethnic groups that existed in Africa. Hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That is, in this, Egypt. Is, yeah, existed in Egypt. And you kind of see like there's the Nubian, wow. even within Egypt, there's yes. like four. It, yeah, it's there's always four. been a cosmopolitan it's, it's, nation, it, right. always. Because right. the thing about Egypt is it's it, it, like like so Egypt and like and like Sumer and those places in the Middle East. What they have different than say you know it, you know than what happened in Greco Roman, what happened in India, is that those were crossroad countries yep. to get anywhere else on the planet outside of the of, of North and South America, yet you had to go through that oh, part of the world. Okay. Right. That's what, you know, and, you the know, trades. the, tra- the trade, the trade, like, and you look, if, if you want to bring stuff down into Africa, you had to go through Egypt. Okay. And people wanted to do that. If people, people who, who are from Africa who wanted to go through Stuff and and, and and sell spices and shit all through the Middle East and 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 they had to go through Egypt to do that. So it became one of those nations very very long time ago where it was just like it, it was kind of the way like New York is now, mm. where it's like you know like everybody is coming through there or like or like Miami where if you want to do stuff you got to go through there. Yeah. And the thing about trade routes is. People get stuck in the trade route at those little hubs, mm-hmm. and they just and you know and 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 for and for a trade route to exist like that, 
everybody has to be accepting of everybody who's coming in there. You mm-hmm. can't be this like, oh, you guys from like you know the, from from East Africa can't come. We, we don't want your kind mm, because yeah. then it would like stifle trade. Right. And at that point of time, like people were people were always saying trade is important because. You know, there's this really fantastic book that I, I urge everybody to read. It's called like Guns, Germs, and Steel, right? Yeah, and, that should be required. And it's, reading. And it's, it's so yeah. fascinating because it talks about how and there is a documentary. Uh, there's a series you can watch. If yeah, you if you're like lazy, reading. you if don't want to read. Like reading. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fascinating because it talks about this whole thing about like how like trade, like like the way th- like civilization erupted mm-hmm. in terms of like certain things that you learn how to do in terms of like farming and things mm-hmm. like that. Like it, like those things had to travel east west. Because the climate was the same, but if you travel north south, like like things can't you transfer. do, you can't transfer because mm. the climate is so much different. So okay. so the, so the type of food you create in like the Fertile Crescent doesn't exist down south in like Uganda because the climate is so different. And you can't bring their goods and, up. And you can't bring it up. Plant. Well, well, you can't plant. You can't plant it, but you can bring it up and trade. Yeah, yeah. You can and, sell. Yeah, stuff. So people, and, right. and that's why that type of like you know, like people wanted that because right. like, oh it's shit, that, that's the cool shit. And you look at the menus if you read like uh, what do you call but it. The show notes. The, the history of Rome, right, or whatever, written by contemporaneous people, and they talk about the meals. Just look at the meals. You don't have to read the whole thing because right. I know you're lazy. Right. Don't read the whole thing. <laughs> Just look at descriptions of festivals and meals, right. and you'll see this thing came from Ethiopia or this mm. came from so whatever, mm-hmm. and it's some exotic thing to them, stuff like you know sparrow hearts and crap, right, like right. stuff mm-hmm. we wouldn't eat. But from their point of view, all these things came through. The right. Mediterranean was like the World Wide Web of their day. It yes. was like all... Yes. All trade, sort of from Phoenicia, all of, all of these different eras for, for for thousands of years. Yes. It isn't just for one particular epoch. That was like the technological level was boats. So that's where right. boats what's, did well. What's what's the reason that 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 became? Is it is that on the water? Like what's I think the, it's, uh, that's partly it. The Mediterranean could be considered. It isn't in. It could, if it was closed off, it would be an inland sea, mm-hmm. right? It's just big enough to be oceany, right. and just small enough that you can cross you it. Can you can actually get to right. Yeah. So it's not like trying to get to North America. Right. You can basically build a relatively simple boat mm-hmm. and get all the way across. The waters are relatively calm. Yeah. You don't get a lot of giant yeah. storms going through there. Yeah, what you do now? Uh, well, Thank uh, you. Well, you right. have some storms, but but okay, but it, goes, it kind of goes back to the point you were saying, or, or like early so offline about how. These Afri- these these Africans who 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 could take their little dinghies mm-hmm. to go from like you know uh, like Libya mm-hmm. and tr- and cross it to get to um to, to Italy, Italy right. you know so I mean yeah I mean like the whole thing like I said the whole thing about hello Sicily the, 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 <laughs> how are you baby the, 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 like the Fertile Crescent <clears throat> it's not like that now because those people have have they've over farmed it for five yeah. or six thousand years. But it's like that part of the world just had this kind of like magical kind of setup where there were so many different kind of foods that could be grown there. Mm-hmm. Like all these kind of wild grains and stuff like that were tamed there. And something else that people don't get to, this is so fascinating about, about that book that I thought was so great was there's not pack animals mm-hmm. in a lot of different countries. So mm-hmm. if you take the Americas, there's no native pack animals. They're mm. all brought here, right. which means that it's very hard to create stuff here and, and like move shit. So horses, right? horses, horses and shit are like that transformative. They didn't exist. They didn't exist they here. There's a really fantastic chapter in that book when I think, I, w- I want to say it's like, 
uh, Pizarro, like when he comes to conquer the Incas, and there's like, and there's some text from the priest who went with them, right, mm. and who recorded everything. And I was like, oh, I want to read this guy's text, and you can look it up. And it's like, you know, if you have never seen a horse or anything like that in your life, mm-hmm. like not just you, but your entire culture has never seen anything like that, mm-hmm. and then you see see a man come riding a horse. But not just a regular horse with armor on it. Right. Mm. That shit looks like the dragons that we go, oh shit, what the uh, fuck is this? Right. Think about you the know, ships, the, the giant the ships, yeah. the, ships the giant white sails, sails all yeah. this kind of they stuff. Never seen like, anything like, like that. that. And because there's no pack animals for them to be able to, to even move, like the whole thing about Egypt is you you have to have those oxen to move those fucking you know like 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 that like those blocks mm-hmm. are quarried and moved. It's like there's those quarries that are in like north they're they're in northern Italy where they do all the the marble and stuff like that stuff is cut out and it's gonna be moved by hand and it, by, people. by people. And th- and at a certain point you got to get these animals and, and the thing is if if you don't have those animals you're not gonna have then that. you certain, certain certain then certain things can't get bigger right you know and also certain things you're not even gonna consider. Right, right. You right. just li- we can't do that. That's right. not possible. Right. We yeah, we can't do that. Right. You mean, you know, we what, need what? some kind of giant four-legged yeah. creature, creature to do this. You know, but see, when you're an going, elephant thing doing that doesn't up. exist. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because see, certain kind of like 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 in, like um like Egypt. I mean, sorry, but Africa has. The, well, I was just thinking eight stories high on a ramp. By oh. the way, <laughs> okay. no, because because they, cause, because they figure stuff out like that too. But but if you think about if you think about like all of of, of southern Sahara, right? The, the you know there are animals that are kin to pack animals and domesticated animals like the zebra, mm. but the zebra to this day has not been domesticated. More the, like the, a mule, yeah, yeah, you know, like the way the horse has, yeah, you know, and and the camel is the only thing they really got out of North Africa, but that can't carry shit the way that like an ox can, right? You that's know, a, that's a personal. It's a, thing. It's, a, right. it's a huge thing, and and mm. and you know, and like millet and rice and all this kind of shit was it's it's only there. Yep. In it like um that's that's in the fertile crescent. Now the beauty of that is if you take the fertile crescent and if you go east and west, then what happens? Because that same shit can be grown there. So that's why that sh- that's why that same food source is grown in in Europe. That's why it's grown in India. That's why it's grown in China. Yep. That's why it's grown in Japan. That's why it's not really grown in in, in, in like northern Europe. That's why it's not grown in all in in, in all um uh, sub-Saharan Africa. And so that. And and people knew that that type of food, like it changed protein and it changed the way people were able to like, you right. know, uh, the seasons of how they could do stuff. And that created this level of like, here's how civilization was born. Because you know what? Now that I don't have, you know, you know, can time the food that I'm going, as opposed to having to hunt it and gather it, I can like set aside a certain section of my time to learn shit, right. to practice right. shit. The, the invention you of know, leisure, to, yeah. the invention of specialization, yes. all of that stuff happens yes. in that section yeah but fast forwarding to the present day um black americans have operated at deficit um the whole time an enforced deficit it is absolutely not our fault it has taken a lot of activity on a part of a lot people don't understand that systemic stuff right they don't you've had pockets throughout our history where lisa and i i'm guessing both of you guys have been lucky enough to have either a cluster of people or an individuals in some cases 
to say, yeah, here's what actually happened. Check this out. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it and you're like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Or in my case, I was lucky enough to live some of my formative years actually in Africa, mm-hmm. where everyone in the given society, c- criminals, politicians, <laughs> beauty queens, everybody looked like me. Right. right. And they weren't thinking about any of this stuff. Right. I got to be a generic American right. for several years. I didn't have to worry about any of this stuff. But that's luck. That's right. entirely luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of black Americans have... Something that people have been mocking us about. Why do you call yourselves African Americans right. now? Why are you know that's why you're trying to separate yourself from? I, I'm, I'm still like, black. Myself. I'm still black. And <laughs> but that's an era thing. But too. this is I'm key black. too because we're starting to get into distinctions now right. because we because we do have Africans coming mm-hmm. over. Right. They don't call themselves African. They call them from the country they come from, like any other immigrant like, would. Nigerian American, right. Ghanaian American, yeah, what yeah, have but, you. But, but, and I mean, look, that was a, a movement African for us to connect to that. Right. But I think now, and the reason why I stick with black is because. Because black to me is politicized. Yep. Right. And I want people to know that no, I'm not African American, I'm black I'm American. Black. And, and I want you fools to remember what happened. Black from way back from and way black back to the future. And black and, to the future. And, and before you jump in, Chris, in my scripts, my characters are still black. Thank They're you. They're not African American. Yes. I don't mess with I never that. So the white people say African American, I feel space. bad <laughs> because it's like. <laughs> That's that too. Well, so like when I read scripts and it's like when white people are say African American and it's like well, it's so stubbly. They're worried stubbly. about offending They're worried about being offensive. Space. That's like 20 characters. Yeah. No. I don't have time for that. Right. I need five This dance straight. we've been doing about yes. race has fucked yes. everybody. Right. White but, supremacy fucks yes. everybody including the white supremacists. And for black Americans, for now, for us now to be very protective of parts and roles. Yeah. It's really making me rethink because I do love that. Like I said, I'm still part of, hey, if you can play the role, play it, sci-fi, whatever. But certain historic things, I just think I want to see the people that it comes from. Well, what do you think about this? This is When I was an actor, this used to drive me nuts, too. Uh, I I found that I I would be irritated some Australian guy shows up and he's a great actor and then you find out he's Australian. Right, I'm right, like, right. Really? He exhausted all the, all the American <laughs> actors. He literally ran because he's not putting asses in the seats. Right. I don't know who this person is. Right. So it's not, it, you didn't do this because you were going to affect box office. Theoretically, you chose the best actor for the job, which is fair. Mm-hmm. It's gladiatorial. We all go in, we all get smacked around and somebody wins. Yeah. Then fine. they start opening up to other countries. Right. Right. The problem is, <clears throat> is that black Afro-Brits Afro-Franco-Africans, whatever, Mm -hmm. they're considered to be not black. That's the thing that nobody wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the white people. Right. Right. They're considered to be exotic or foreign or just generically foreign. Less wild. And and also, (laughs) right, they don't carry the baggage. They got council flats over there too. They don't carry any of the The baggage. baggage. And in some cases, they will agree with your baggage about black Americans, which is a quiet little secret that Africans don't generally want us to know about, which is a great many of them just fucking look down on us. Uh, I would like to point to simply the invention of jazz to tell those motherfuckers to shut up. But <laughs> rock and roll too. Rock shit. and roll. A all whole bunch mus- of all original music whole, in the United States. Guess what? And a great Us. many labor-saving devices, and a great many technological <laughs> achievements, and a great many things that strangely Africa did not come up with on its own. Kind of needed us to Doesn't do even have things. some stuff Doesn't right now. Them, right. And no I'm not saying that as a one-up. Like streetlights, right. what? I'm saying that in the same way that your most racist white Southerner would look down on me no matter what my accomplishments. Right. Are not all, not even most, but there are a significant number, a stack of Africans who show up like, oh, these motherfuckers, when they see us. That's exactly okay. true. But, that is my but, is but main because, experience. Because a lot of them are more educated? No, I no, think it's no. that they've been enculturated. There's two things. There's several things going on. One is they've been colonized, and you over-identify with your colonizer. You're going to adopt the attitude. It's the of same your shit that our our people. Exactly. Two, 
Many of the societies are inherently stratified on their own. Xhosa and Zulu don't necessarily get along right, with one right. another unless mm-hmm. forced to, right? If Africa had been left alone, Zulu and Xhosa territories would have turned into nation states dominated by and those tribes. Yeah. But what Europe did was chop up Africa across tribal lines, which was not a freaking accident, right. right? It creates frictions and dis- unnatural boundaries. And when you have other right. people fighting, you can come in. Right. And people, so you have a group of people who are told by the conqueror, well, we're right. conquering them. Really. Right. You guys are cool. Right. 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 Add two or three centuries of that, and they show up over here and like, well, you guys got enslaved, so how good could you be? Hmm. You know, um, without you even guys thinking, are, without even thinking that that's your family. You guys are mongrels. You're right. not my family right. because you're a mixture of Hosa and Zulu and Sutu, right. and we don't do that at home, right? Right. 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 So, but, but and you also have you also have to remember the fact that these the the Africans have seen our media, yes. And like our the world has media done. has historically has de- depicted blacks as the bottom of the economic and the irony strata. is though and if you talk listen. about that if you and 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 as much as we to me the big like one of the hugest problems we have in this country is we don't like to talk about class we're fucking afraid yeah. to talk about class yeah. and it's so yep. it's so strident and so gripping and we complain about <clears throat> motherfuckers like Donald Trump or stuff like that for his anger but he's like he likes to exploit class but in these other countries class exists like you just said Lisa right. Real. and it's like the way black people in America are presented is you are always like on the lower class and there's no way to get out there's no way to escape on any fucking level and that and like you. feeds it's into it's kind of on you, you to, right? yeah. you're to blame for your, your, your status your status right. without you know, looking at systemic system, generations look because they don't have that same Listen. kind of thing you know, look, look, look see the thing about Africa you know because like that goes on big time is that there's that ability to like bribe people to get things that you want and to get like, a, like just like like bribery exists in that culture and, and you know like and I don't mean that in like a negative sense but but you kind of I mean it yes. is negative but you give people money to get certain things and things like that you can go into like the government office and maybe drop some blah blah, blah mm-hmm. to get certain get, get certain kind of favors mm-hmm. we don't allow that to happen over here you know I mean I'm, we I'm, don't I'm, well, overtly I mean, I mean overtly yeah, allow yeah. is a very yeah. allow is a very broad <laughs> very soft term well yeah so no no but you're absolutely right yeah. it's not yeah. it's, it's not overt it's shot, it's shot upon there's laws that get you on this stuff if like that caught, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean look I'm not saying it's not done because it is fucking done we know it's fucking done but that kind of like difference like it allows you to jump certain things you know, in, in other countries that you really can't do here in a certain way I mean because you're risking a lot I mean you can do it here but it's like but but you know but except like do you want to and I, I, th- I think that, that that goes back to your statement about it's your fault black American is right. the reason why you're there but here's the interesting but it's like hey I, I, I'm not going to bribe everybody because I might not have the money to do well, that I, when, I, I, was, when I, I was coming up with the with all of the stuff we just talked about and the, and the, 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 the proto hoteps were running around talking about we were kings and we were queens and all that I was lucky I had parents and extended family and certain teachers that made sure I understood and you were actual, curious yeah, yeah, mostly lucky. They make like <laughs> yeah. it's difficult to make a ten year old sit nosy. down and learn. Stuff. I'm just nosy. I but like to read shit. Yeah. I was I looked at the achievements of my own subculture. I stood on the shoulders of all right. the people that have fought slavery. That had while that was going on, done some freaking amazing things. All kinds of crazy stuff that I was like, I don't need to have some sort of weird lineage back in Africa where we were all kings flying around with superpowers. Right. I got Crispus freaking addicts. I got Nat Turner. I got Charles Drew. I got all of these mm-hmm. people that people just blink when I would say their names, mm-hmm. right? Black Americans in general 
don't cleave to their own history. They always look elsewhere. Exactly. Large look, masses. Look, they don't know the history. I mean, I mean, like honestly, if you wanted to be a dick about it, you could say, if your kings and queens in Africa were so large, they wouldn't have got conquered. Because what the? But but that's just yes. being a dick about it. There, but, Frank Herbert wrote a book many years ago that nobody ever talks about called the Dosidi Experiment. Hmm. Nobody talks about it because everybody lost their minds about Dune. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to be a little bit long, but give me a second. <laughs> Basically, there's this planet called Docity where these different races were like, we can't get along and we're stuck with each other because we're carving up the galaxy and we keep bumping heads. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take this planet and we're going to put the three dominant races on this planet hmm. without any history. We're not going to educate them in any way. They're just going to form whatever. And this planet is harsh as fuck. Right? Anyone who's there is going to have to learn to survive there. Mm-hmm. We're not telling them anything. They're not colonists. We're taking babies from all these places, form a society. Mm-hmm. And then many, many generations later, they realized they had a problem because the planet was so harsh that these people had formed a kind of society that made them like... Everybody made it a race thing when black basketball got taken over by black people. Right. But they failed to account for the fact that you only left us a couple of sports to play. Hey. Cheap sports right. to play. Basketball is the cheapest it's sport. Easy to play, so if you look cheap. around oh, this country, I never thought about that. That's it's easy and cheap. Right. Yeah. How come you don't think there's no swimmers? Hoop out, right. Yeah. And no skiers, no black hearted black skiers. Right. So what did you get? What did you get for your 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 grassroots level of basketball training? You got the most aggressive, least allowed to move group of people in the United States taking out everything on that basketball court in in their neighborhoods. So by definition, the, the the level of quality you're going to get out of an entire culture of people beating the crap out of each other in this one game, mm-hmm. when they show up to play professionally, their their squad that they're going to bring in is not going to be some group of dudes from the Midwest who occasionally get together and right. do right. whatever. These are gladiators when they right. show up and everyone's like, oh, damn, look at this game. Right. Right. And the same thing with Docity, right? Mm-hmm. So the rest of the galaxy is like, holy crap, we really messed up mm-hmm. because if they ever get off this planet now, they're just going <laughs> to take screwed. everything. Right. That's sounds, Black America. That, right. sounds it sounds like a just, good episode okay. of Black Mirror. Okay. Okay. It's <laughs> not just Black America. Mm-hmm. It's most <clears throat> of the downtrodden groups. Right. But in our particular case, We've had this adversity over and over and over and over again and achieved in spite of it. The, number, the, the space that we've occupied from slavery through Jim Crow to present day where we're sitting here doing this podcast mm-hmm. is, equi- is akin to my grandfather being born before airplanes, mm-hmm. okay, uh, and living to see a man walk on the goddamn moon. Right. Okay, socially we've come at least that far as a subculture, mm-hmm. but it's not looked upon as anything but the constant struggle. It's not right. looked on as a ladder of achievements right. over and over right. again. You know? So when I would confront Africans that would try to look down at me, I'd be like, you don't understand who you're talking to. <laughs> you know, I'm the product of three centuries of gladiators. You're a product of three centuries of colonized people. You didn't kick anybody out. Yeah, you didn't. You they didn't never did. You anybody out. You waited. You, you lost. You tried to sweat them out. You we lost the colony from day one to the present day, and we achieved and contributed and did all this stuff. And it's not a one-upmanship. It's I'm not accepting your stereotype, right? But I'm not going to accept it. If you want to have a fact-to-fact battle about it, I suggest you gear up, right. Because me, I got my people behind. Because the thing about the colonizers is, is an interesting thing because I so many of the colonies. Just got. There wasn't an American Revolution in, nope. in in most of those colonies. 
the Europeans fought themselves to a standstill in World War One. Those who got crushed were like, we're told you've got to give up your colonies. Mm-hmm. And then others were like, yeah, I think we need to give them up too mm-hmm. because it's not cool right. to we're doing what you're doing. There's no like Thomas Jefferson and, and, and Paul Revere and people Haiti. like that, you know. Haiti. It's Haiti. Haiti's our black that's girl. It. That's Napoleon. It. That's you know, our black girl. You know, so, <laughs> so, What's up, Haiti? So, so, <clears throat> like, IT. Like, that's an interesting point, you know? I mean, you have these guys who came in and, and did become the, the post-colonial rulers and stuff like that, but those guys, like, in fucking, you know, in the Congo, what's his name? Like, Mobutu, <laughs> acting like a fucking asshole. Shaka Zulu. You know? I mean, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Um, and the people and, who and, really and, trying to do something know, like Patrice Lumumba. Exactly. Yeah, Lumumba. <laughs> Boom. You know, CIA and, and, yeah. messed him up. And, and fucking Idi Amin. And those people came in there yeah. and acted worse. But socially, when we get back to this actor right. thing, we're looked at as familiar. We're looked at as, oh, I know that what that is. Uh, the kind of actors that, like, the, the idea that you could exhaust the talent pool in the United States is ludicrous. Mm-hmm. There's too many of us, too many of us striving to do these right. things. So if you're saying to me, I had to go get person X from c- country X, uh, <laughs> I'm going to need something compensatory, mm-hmm. right? Big giant pop star, global pop star, happens to be a K-pop star. I want him or her to be in my movie. Right. Okay, that's legit. Right. I don't necessarily agree. Can they even act? I don't know. Right. But you're guaranteeing asses in the right. seats. Right. 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 But if you're taking Benedict Cumberbatch to mm-hmm. play Doctor Strange, by the way, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. That guy can act his ass off. Right. Oh, but Sherlock. his name does not put asses in American seats. I'm telling you, no Americans were, well, a small number of geeks. Small number <laughs> okay, of were like, holy crap, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is perfect. Nobody went to see Doctor Strange because he was the star. Right. No one. So that, by definition, means it could have been anyone. Right. Right? You well, could have yeah, chosen I th- anyone. I, th- I think there was huge talk that there, I, I, I want to say they were really courting Johnny Depp to play oh, dear for God. a long time. No. It should have you know. been, um, what's his name? Uh, Daniel Day Kim. But that's a oh, whole okay. other show. Right. Hey, but, you know what? Just a great choice. But here's the thing. But you know what? I remember there was a, there was a couple friends of mine who were like, they were never going to get behind the Henry Cavill Superman just because he was British. That's you insane, know? though. It's, uh, it's not the actor's fault, one. The actors take the jobs they get. Right. right. But the people behind the scenes, like even when I was casting something, mm-hmm. people kept suggesting British actresses to me. And I was like, I have nothing against them. Naomi Harris is my secret wife. It's such a secret that, that, that neither secret of us girlfriend. know. Well, see, you were at our secret wedding. But you, know what? We, <laughs> but you know what? I believe in polyamory, so we can share. Okay. But she's so secret... Neither of us knows we're actually okay. married, secretly married. But um, that's my husband. So. I'm I'm not, not, <laughs> I tell you, I live in. That's my summer house. It's cheekbones. That's my summer home. That's Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm not so did giving feel, her I mean, precedence like, right. over <clears throat> an American. She has to come and murder that American to get the job from me right. because you can't. You just can't make the case. And see, so one of the criticisms too about that in terms of. Other uh, black actors from other countries coming is the fact that, and this is I'm just I'm just bringing this to you guys from the conversations I've been mm-hmm. seeing, is that we as black Americans have created and fought for our stuff, and some of us feel like they need to fight and build their shit in their own countries. Right. That means come up with their act. Now, here's something interesting that I thought was pretty cool. 
because John Biega, Letitia Wright, and them, they actually started this acting thing here in LA. I've seen this. Which is basically helping uh, actors here, people of color actors here, mm-hmm. get into the game. Right. These are people who've come over here who've had parts that mm-hmm. probably could have came to us, mm-hmm. right. who are actually, I, I almost feel like, I wonder if it's because they heard the criticism or it's because it's intuitive in them to create well, let me ask, okay. With both of them, they're Afro Brits. Mm-hmm. So if they Afro came Brits. here and gained citizenship, do they suddenly not have the stigma placed upon them? Right. If they decided well, to be like, African Americans like, here as citizens of the U.S., are they now American actors? That's like uh, what's his name? Uh, Alou- uh, Daniel. No, from David? Martin Luther King. David. Dave Alou- David Alou- Yes, who's now an American citizen. So he just he? he just falls he just into, into the pool of black citizen. actors now. Uh, uh, so, so now he's he's one of us now. <laughs> See, this is this is the bullshit that white supremacy does to all of us. All right. So, so now he's legit. He can legitimately play so Martin Luther King now. I have two things about this that I've, that, 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 that that bother me. Well, not about this question is that I always think that you know those British trained actors they're usually mm-hmm. going through RADA, right? Okay. Yeah. So and I and I think that there's just that there's it's it's the that gives because of this town is so in the like who else has vouched for you kind of bullshit that goes yeah. on that 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 you see we're lazy. You know right. everyone is lazy. Yeah. And they'd rather I say... Like they like to join the bandwagon. But there like is a to component join the bandwagon. This, is the, so, this is like a safe black person to me. So, this is not a black person. This is a Nigerian. This is a Brit who happens this, to look yes, like a black person. Yes. And the problem... <laughs> and the problem totally with, that. There is... So that I think is where... The, the, Idris, I, I'm still writing that movie for you. Don't listen to these people. I think there's, like, there's, there's something going on behind that. I think that, like the, that you, well, you're not a, you know, like African American, so you're not wild, right. and you've been to Rada, yep. so you know Shakespeare in a way that, that, that it makes them feel like this is a, a justifiable that go, choice. That goes into that stereotype I that know. black Americans are I, not trained actors. I know that. Like, we don't That's have, what I'm like, saying. We don't study our Again, you're not exhausting your the, talent pool. Like, it's what Chris says. There's I'm a laziness that, that's the laziness of it. Mm-hmm. Now, this, the second thing that I always that, that I, and I've said this before, and it, and it bothers the fuck out of me, is that we're in this age right now where we love to draw dividing lines. I agree, and I think it just is harmful <clears throat> on the highest degree because it's going to get to this point, and I just feel it now. I mean, look, well, it's like no, it's already at this now. It's just that you know, because you you hear about all like constantly is that. No one's allowed to play anything outside of their line. No one's allowed to write anything outside of their right. line. I agree with No this. one's allowed to direct outside of their right. line. No one's allowed to do shit outside of their line because we have, because we've been outraged enough by what's going on. Right. Now, now is now, it a case of black Americans, us being protective and wanting to have our stuff? Because the problem is people think that any black person is interchangeable with black Americans well, and me, you are not. All right, devil's advocate. You are not. Every white person who's ever acted in Hollywood. I don't care about white people right now. You have to, though, because <laughs> They get everything. But watch. They play, a, uh, a Frenchman can play a Brit, right. a Spaniard. But they play German, all the roles. Right. A German, so I'm saying right. for us. They play all the roles, though. What Chris says is right, and it's a hard thing because it's all based on white supremacy. It's right. all based on these imposed dividing lines. Right. From me. Right. Uh, and Paul, who's come here, mm-hmm. from Paul Guillaume, who's come mm-hmm. here. Uh, I'm writing whatever the fuck I want to write. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't care what your ism is. Mm-hmm. You, if mm-hmm. I decide to write an all-female drama about blah, 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 and a whole bunch of feminists decide oh, I should be doing it. I'm saying, <laughs> and a whole bunch of feminists say, this dude doesn't know women, he doesn't know women. That's fine. I'll be writing whatever the fuck I want to write. You all can step back a few paces. But... He's like, I'll fight a girl. I'll fight. <laughs> I, I, I will fight I'll on fight the behalf everybody. of an artist to be able to create what they wish to create. Right. And then they let the chips fall. Right. Now, when you put it out and everybody jumps on you because you fucked it up, right. that's on that's you. Right. 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 But right. there is that, Chris. There, and I disagree with it. I don't feel that there should be prior restraint. I don't feel that... The thing that's hurt us all this time has been, well, you know, how could this woman possibly know enough about war, Catherine Bigelow, mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. the Hurt Locker? What, what could a woman bring to a Vietnam story? I don't know, because there's no such thing as a woman. Nailed it. Right. But let's jump that back further. You know, outside of those, uh, you know, I mean, who were the fucking filmmakers who made movies about war? Actually, fucking went to war. Exactly. Fucking right. no one. It's all right. arbitrary. Francis Copeland yeah. did not go arbitrary to fucking Vietnam. Right. The job, what is it? The job of fighter pilot is not flown from a standing position. Okay. 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 In the same way, the job of film director is not flown with your genitals. Right. Okay. <laughs> it, it just isn't. The, the fact that you can either carry or help make a baby yes. has literally nothing to do with, with whether you can write or direct or right. any of that stuff. Right. Okay. Right. But we stand here and everyone, I call it squatting up. Mm-hmm. Right. I see it on the internet a lot mm-hmm. in comics and in art especially everyone's tribalizing things but along it's the too wrong much. lines it's too much right. right i if i'm going to stand on my little soapbox and say look i'm writing my my amish alien comedy drama mm-hmm. okay there ain't no black people in it it's just amish people dealing with aliens in a funny way right, right. okay right Anyone who steps up to me before I write it and says, well, what the hell do you know about the Amish? My job as a writer is to find out everything I don't freaking know. Okay. You guys have been (laughs) spoiled by watching people who don't do their jobs efficiently. All right. But after the fact, if I screw it up, a la gods of Egypt. Right. Feel free. (laughs) Dive upon me. Okay. Pound me to death for screwing up. This thing that shouldn't have been screwed can up. Can I talk to you for a second? Right? But this, this advanced squatting up, only a woman can do X, only a man can do this, only a black person can do that. I mean, Go bite all of my ass with that shit. There's people, I agree. There's, there's people that I've heard who were fucking complaining about uh, crazy rich Asians because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, they, you know, it's like the people in it, the, you know, like, like, like you know, the, 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 what you call it? People in the movie who weren't from Singapore who were into fucking. Who, right. And that, I'm just like this is the bullshit. But this happening. comes from scarcity. Right. This, is this is what this is what happens. You're fighting over yeah. crumbs. What right. this is what happens when you haven't had an opportunity to tell your story. That's right. And 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 this is the cruel part of being the first of anything mm-hmm. is that you carry the weight of everything and you don't have the freedom just to tell your story mm-hmm. and let the chips fall where they may and you have to declare that freedom by the way and you have everyone to. who makes anything you have to. has to t- has to be a little bit aggressive yeah. about it nowadays and say look if you don't like it don't watch it mm-hmm. and the storyteller right? in me just wants to see a good story and I want to be entertained and I want to see something I've never seen before and I'm always going to be open to someone telling the story you could always everything is all is nothing is beyond critique so after your product is done I go see it I can say eh what's really quite what I thought but I always like you said I still want to be open to possibility of letting people whoever they may be wherever they may come from who want to who want to tell that story because honestly I'm going to say this and it might get a lot of people pissed sometimes (laughs) it takes someone outside your culture to actually see you I, I would mm. go further. Sometimes. I would say it always Sometimes. depends <laughs> on the individual artist. Exactly. It all, there are people who should never touch, 
I'm going to do something evil again. <laughs> uh, my best friend made me finish the movie Bright on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did not want to finish it for a million creative reasons. Yeah. Um, but one of the primary <laughs> ones is these guys should not have injected their racial politics point of view into their film. Not because no one should do that, mm-hmm. but because they, they were, were inept. Yeah, they were they inelegant. They did yeah. not know how to have that conversation, and the movie did not need to have that conversation. Right. So you're sort of armchair liberal attempt to do it only made it more shitty. It mm-hmm. was more like Birth of a Nation than you right. guys wanted it to be. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, it sucked. Right. Okay, but it wasn't because you're white. All right, mm-hmm. back in the day, um, Charles Fuller writes uh, a mm-hmm. soldier's play. Right. And he gets turned into a movie and Spike Lee went on a rampage like how come this Canadian white dude, Norman Jewison? Yeah. Was it yeah. Alan Pakula? Right. It was Jewison. Uh, Jewison, yeah. All right, is getting to do this movie. I'm Spike Lee, damn it. I'm the I'm the proto black director. I should be doing this proto black play. It's filled with black people. It's all about blah 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 blah. Dude, he murdered that script. So good. He came to play, so and good. the author of the script <clears throat> wanted him. Okay, would you have done better? Who cares? It would have been a different. And it's just movie. saying, and, and when I say that in terms of someone outside, in terms of being outside that culture, it's like what I and I love Catherine Bigelow, and I think she's ex, she is something about her, and she knows how to tell a story about men in war because I think it's because she's outside of that space. She can look at and it, and she can look at it and really see those details that sometimes men who were engaged in that miss because they're so used to seeing that same kind of war story that they're same too close kind of, to the they're glass. too close to it sometimes yeah. you just got to have somebody who steps no back she was in direct in the heat of the night the first one i believe so. the movie see yeah. so it was kind of mm-hmm. like he like he had traversed that space to a certain degree I, and i kind of feel I, like I always, you know i mean look look that's a great fucking movie we're being forced into having this bullshit conversation you know, by <laughs> white supremacy okay hey, uh, tell it the lady who made and tell i can never keep her name in my head when i want to talk about her but she made Boys don't cry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. This was lauded. She really pierced. Yes. She makes this movie. It's a Hollywood movie with an up and coming star in the right. lead playing this, telling a story that you would never have seen. Okay. At that time, huge achievement. And this time, how come you didn't cast a really transgender right. person? You suck. You're part of right. the problem. Blah 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 blah. And you know what? Everyone who said that, and she's fuck a le- you. And she's a lesbian. Fuck and all of you. And sometimes you gotta okay. let people who could tell that story and get it done because what it does, it does open the door and it does. Because really, when people complain about that, all they're really saying is they want equity. They yes. want to be able to tell right. their stories too. And someone has and to I do understand things. That. And if a per- let, let me put it to you like this, it, it, Paul's is a good example. Mm-hmm. He calls me up. I'm going to make this show. It's about the first black police force in the United mm-hmm. States and all the crap they went through. I'm nervous. In advance, I'm nervous. Great Before premise. anything happens, right. right, that I'm going to get this huge backlash because look at me, I'm a white dude. Right. And my response to that was, first of all, anyone who fucks with you about it, refer them to me. <laughs> exactly. Two, this is an American history story. Thank you. Plenty of black creators have access to this story. Right. There are plenty of black filmmakers. There are plenty of black stars with deep ass pockets right mm-hmm. now. This is sitting there in the history books. Crickets, right? right? But you showed up as an American. You found it. It inspired you. You put your guts into this for two years, mm-hmm. and now you're worried about prior restraint because some segment of our society doesn't like your skin color? Eat all of my ass, all of you people. Okay, <laughs> Say that. You, you are not getting to see something. You think it's better to never see it mm-hmm. than to have a person who you deem to be inappropriate making the thing? Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, see, I mean, look, like, like I get the fact that everybody is in this level of scarcity and in this level of outrage and things like this, but uh, but a lot of it also goes back to the a, a, a conversation that Jeff and I have had a lot before about 
how it's like you got a fucking iPhone, don't you? Go mm-hmm. make your shit. Go make your shit. Yep. So I don't want to hear it. You can make your movie if you got like you know like you know like just just minimal means. Right. So to me, I'm kind of like go get you a nice mic and you can make a movie. And, with and it. by nice mic, I mean a snowball or something. Right, like right. this stuff doesn't cost that much. So yeah. so it's, it's kind of like you. I always feel like this. I think like a lot of times, uh, people who are making movies, they fight for a long time to get the movie going, and then when there's and there's a and there's so much of of, of their personal. Um, endurance is tested mm-hmm. and the minute two or three other people come on who can now shoulder some of that burden you kind of like want to get into doing the movie yeah. and there's other elements about it that you're like you know what if you want me to take X so I can, so I can do the movie I'm going to do that because I want to make the movie I'm not going to fucking Wait, fight you mean take on X not take the drug X to- <laughs> <laughs> yes okay yes. be careful with these people yes. you don't know so you know uh, it's, it's, you know I'm, I'm, people might say to you well and you know what you might buy into the hype of let's get so and so because you know because so and so is a and and mm-hmm. you're like yeah that's you know what that person's a known commodity let's put them in the movie on some level because I'm gonna make the movie mm-hmm. right. I don't want to sit around and say fuck I you know what I spent five years and still no movie I need my project or made. I spent ten years and still no movie I mean we hear about this shit all the fucking time I mean you know whether it's Forrest Gump or some other shit it's like it takes a long time to make a movie and you know what let me fucking make it the way I want and to your point. Lisa, if you don't like it, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't come see. No, 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 not, no, not that. Oh. Fuck you, because you didn't make your own fucking movie. Yeah, go make your damn movie. <laughs> go make your own motherfucker. You, you feeling froggish? Jump. Okay. Jump. You feeling Jump. froggish? And, and, you know. Right? I mean, and, and and honestly, even if you want to pull back on the the, the <clears throat> iPhone thing, for my whole, you know, like the, you know, for for me coming up, everyone fucking pointed to Robert Rodriguez. He Everybody made, what? He gave blood to he make He fucking that would movie. point. They'd point to Robert Rodriguez. He didn't just gave blood. He took experimental drugs. Yes, he to made make, him a test and fucking, Okay. And, and he fucking did his movie for twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. He was fucking cutting the negative by hand. Yep. It wasn't doing it right. So right. that the you know all this kind of crazy just happened because he didn't know. But he still made his movie. That's what I kick my own ass with. Right, I'm not saying this stuff to be like aggressive to you, poor people who feel like maybe you're shy in the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. I fail too. Every day, I'm not mm-hmm. making one of my big ideas. Probably. We've been talking about right. one of yours for like yeah. two years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I kick my own ass with people who freaking gave blood, maxed out their credit right. cards, made this awesome thing on their freaking cell phones, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. Jeff, you suck. <laughs> yeah. You got a fat Rolodex yeah. and a, a reasonably sized bank account, and you're sitting here whining about what you don't get to do? Okay? It's crap. The, this, the means of making this stuff is trickled down to the right. point. You've heard me say this. It's like a soapbox for me. Mm-hmm. You have in your automatically in your computer, any computer you buy, you have half system. of the stuff you need to right. make anything for television True, you mm-hmm. want, and the other half is in your pocket. Okay. The only thing extra you might need is, as mm. Hilliard says, is get some good mics, mm. and the rest of it is just go shoot it. You know, I say this to myself. This is not just me saying it mm-hmm. to all the people who are, oh, you're already mm. successful. Bite me, bite me, <laughs> bite me. Um, I was shooting some shit last night. Right? Alex and I wanted to shoot some shit last mm-hmm. night because I was like, you know what? I just want to shoot some shit. Let's go shoot some shit. You know, and, and it's, for it, whatever, for whatever, because I was, you know, it's what? a muscle. It's a you muscle. Have to do it. We yeah, were talking it. about, right. and and I was like, oh, oh, you know what we need to do? We we the, there was like there's a bunch of like he got this new like 15 millimeter lens from his job he wanted to experiment with. I said, 
you know what? There's like five locations around town that I've seen that I've always wanted to shoot that I've never seen in a movie. Hmm. Let's go shoot them. That's and you'd think the Los Angeles of all places would right. be shot out. It's not. But no. It's not. There's a lot of spaces out <laughs> there. You, know, you can so, always add to your reel. Right. Right. You know, I mean, I, like you said, you know, there's some muscle. There's th- you know, you're sitting there. I'm like, oh, you know, we should move in here. We should shoot here. And there's things you see that you're like, oh, you know right. what? That you don't expect as, as much as you think about it. Mm-hmm. And when then you, you see it in the frame. You're there, they're they're framing it. You, oh, right. you know, it's different. And these, the lens, it's just, I, I don't know. Let me throw this at you, too. If I'm casting a British actor <clears> or <throat> Afro-Caribbean actor or whatever mm-hmm. in something, I haven't done this yet. It hasn't come up yet. But I would take, if I'm like, this is the best one. This, after all the people, so I wrote this as an American, mm-hmm. but this, this guy or this lady just came in and murdered everybody. Mm-hmm. Not because of where they're from. They're just the best. Right. I would take a serious look at rewriting things to suit the fact that they are what they actually are rather than folding them into my American thing. Yes. Because then I'm not taking a role away from anyone that might have an issue about that. I'm saying this person was strong enough and it doesn't really affect the story yes. to make them whatever it is. They, and now all right. of a sudden I've got a flavor to play with right. that I didn't have before that right. person showed up. Mm-hmm. But there is a prejudice against local boys, local girls. So that's it, just mm-hmm. is. Okay, this is interesting you say this. interesting you say Because I was reading this article. There's this person actress who I follow. Her name is uh, Sheila Vond. And she was in like um, If You're Walking Home at Night, that vampire film was in mm-hmm. Black or something oh, like that. Oh, the, the Iranian thing? Yeah, the Iranian okay. girl. Yeah, yeah. And there was a there was an interview with her and like Sarah Shahi and these two other women who are they're all Persian. Uh, I, yes, I know, I know. And um, she's too beautiful yeah, to live. I know. That's it, just it, ridiculous. But see, so it's interesting because like like the thing they were saying is, let us go out for any role. Mm-hmm. Let's do the role. Do not change the role because now you've cast a Persian person and, 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 and asked me to say, oh, well, you know what? I need to like pray five times a day for this character, right, right. stuff like that. But you, I hear what you're saying. See, 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 I, I had, I had a weird see, look on my face. That's a good point. See, 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 good point. Because the point they're saying is we just want to be seen as, American. as Americans. Mm-hmm. Don't try to change the role to make us now to be like, oh, we have to be, right. you know, like, you know the, the fact that we are Muslim well, it always comes back to race. Well, you know, like, what is, you know, like, how many movies do you see? How many TV shows do you see front and where people are going them. to church all the time? Or what, what their relationship with God is, is at all? Yeah, it rarely I'm comes, rarely, comes right, up. Rarely. Same but, thing with homosexuality, by the mm-hmm. way. How many, really, if you look at the shows you're watching, unless mm-hmm. they're specifically about relationships, right. how much kissing and screwing right. do you see in these shows? Right. So... Make them whoever, right. as long as they can do the part, right? And maybe you see the husband or the wife mm-hmm. show up in a random mm-hmm. thing where that would normally happen right. in this kind of a show. Mm-hmm. But you're not hurting the show right. or helping it, really, except mm-hmm. to expand your right. palette, I suppose. And I think in terms of, of wrapping this up, it's this, you know, it's, 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 there's gray areas, there's nuance. Um, I just don't think there's like one fail-safe solution to it. I just think, I just want to see everybody eating. I want to see everybody telling their stories. I just think this. We shouldn't be saying that they're better because. That's the one. I agree with that. That needs to be what needs to change. Right. You know, and we as podcasters need to be careful saying it too. Right. Because sometimes we can get caught up in it. Yeah. Right. You know, we do. I know. Well, we're people. You know, everybody does right, it. Right, right. I would and, say. And so let me just go, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Is, is the more we take it out of our uh, verbal way of speaking, if you will, or or are you know pop, part of pop culture to say that you know British actors are better than Americans, for example, that maybe we take the power away, 
you know, mm-hmm. we just need to be thinking about that, like, subconsciously, that we all need to be careful about how we say this, or, you know, oh, they're better directors because they're European, whatever the fuck right. the word is. You know I just I mean? feel like there should just be, like, <clears throat> this Pan-African Film Institute that's basically, you know, groups of people from all of these different places who are helping each other, indie filmmakers, to, to mm-hmm. create spaces in their own countries to create their content. Because I want to see, like, I've been, like, the last uh, month or so, I've been watching, like, Nollywood films. Right. And? And they're hilarious. Like, you want to talk about class. Well, I've tried very hard. Listen, listen. The quality of many of those films. Listen, quality is an issue. Okay. And I'm going under the guise of Who's editing your movies, too? Because I really need to know. Listen. (laughs) I'm doing my best, sister. Listen. I need to know. Listen, you got to put up or shut up. <laughs> and you got and you got and you got to like give them credit. Look, we were Where's there too. Walter we when you need it. Shit. That's and they're trying and people are doing their thing that's and true. there's some good ones There's some I've been like, okay, I see where we need to to <laughs> Well, these to seem get like master our... P productions to me. <laughs> exactly. A lot of them. Like, remember those remember when those were right. I got like, the hookup. Right. Oh, please. <laughs> music video directors directed shit who well, never done a movie, but they've never even done a movie. You know, and and hey, understand story hey, yet we got, people got to start somewhere right. <laughs> and we have to be able to build bridges and be able to to build institutions to support to, to get right. that content out so I feel like part of it I'd like to see more of that I, I love the fact that John Biega was coming out and he's doing this thing where he's trying to create yeah. acting stuff I hope they do some more stuff like that in London uh, different places in South America so are they for actors here yes yes yes, okay, yeah. I yes. Okay. yes. The for actors if here you just look up his name yeah. and you'll and see and they just started like they just started creating this thing because I, I kind of feel like I don't know if they've been listening to the pushback or if it's just something innate and I'm like you know what we want to build right. I'll go so, back but, to Star but, Trek and I just, say this I, infinite diversity infinite, infinite combination thank you Okay, you can put all this stuff to rest, all your little squads and all that, if you just say everybody gets to play who can play. Right. Everybody gets to play who can play. Then you don't have any of these prejudices in your way. You're just, who's the best gladiator? Well, you see, because I'll say two things. One, I really feel that what Jeff is saying is true, because one of the things that as a director who's cast people, like one of the coolest things is when someone comes in for a role that you don't, Think they're right for the role from their look, and they come in and, and fucking murder it. You're like, God damn! Now I got to reevaluate, <laughs> right? And I need, you know what? Because I'm open to that. Because, because, right. because I'm kind of like, to me, it's always what's best for the project. And it's sad because you know it's this, it's this, it's the thing that I don't believe. I don't think that everyone is trying to make a good movie. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. I, I think, think people are trying, trying to, to fuck up. They're trying to make a movie and they're <laughs> trying to do some shit or trying to cash in. They're, they're trying to make a good hey. movie. And so therefore, that is some shit. I think it's interesting about these British guys who are coming over here to do the um, the training <laughs> because I think that one of the things from people I know who, who, some, who are British who have gone through that kind of like rigorous uh, acting training and rod and stuff like that is it's not just the <clears throat> training of what it means to be on camera or to be on stage. There's that ancillary training of like what to do, you know, like 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 there's that career stuff. Two things though. You know, Let that f- that is interesting that I feel that, you know, because for them as we know, they don't really look at it the same way That's true. that we do mm. over here. Let me get that. You that. see all these motherfuckers who are like major stars mm. over here they showing up in like bit roles and stuff like that because they recognize it's the craft and we want to fucking do some cool ass shit. Also, it's cheaper to make. They don't get paid as much. Right. 
The work Very that they important. do there is less class distinctive. Very important. St- a star in England <clears throat> could live next door to you. A star in the United States has a cloistered environment where right. they live amongst other stars and they don't really spend much time out with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. All of that. The other thing is Canada... England, right. all these other countries, it's very difficult for Americans to get work in those countries. It's easy for them to get work here, and we pay higher salaries, right? right? You can become a global star here. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you're never going to see coming out of these various countries where these people are murdering their roles yeah. and doing great, right. but they can never I'm, rise I'm, above. I'm watching the dailies on our show now because we're in Vancouver. Right? Right? Who are these actors? Who are these people? But yeah. I'm telling you as a writer, there's a whole bunch of shows well, I would have loved to have written well, on well, that see, happen well, to be well, Canadian, well, and right. I can't you do You see it. them all the time. I mean, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 expanse, which is yes. one of my favorite shows. There's some people I know who are like Killjoys. Killjoys. Why couldn't I write yeah, for you? Killjoys. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Is that people are saying that some people I know were like, I don't watch that show because I don't know anybody in, in the cast. <laughs> That's insane. That's, that's, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But that is a joy insane. to me. But, but, to, but to me, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I watch it, and those actors, <laughs> as the you know, like the season progressed. I just was more and more impressed by what the fuck they were doing. I'm like, God damn, these guys are really fucking great. There's that one guy who's, who's in the Expanse who plays the pilot, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, he showed up in that movie, The Room, as like the little mm-hmm. doctor. I was like, oh, fuck, he got a damn little role outside mm-hmm. of that. Because yeah. it was like, he was he's so good. Right. He's so, and, and he played a different kind of persona yeah. in the other movie, which I love. Now, now granted, you're right, that like in Canada and in, in England, it's hard for Americans to work because the government funds those shit and they're like, we got to employ our people. We're yeah. not going to spend tax dollars, you know, on some American who, 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 sh- who should be getting right. a role in America if the government was smart, but the government's not over here. So therefore, there'd be too you know, much pushback. Let me, That's let, me say, let me say one last thing before we wrap up this episode. What I want to plug something. You can, okay. let me just wrap this up. Okay. Um, so we can get on another one. Oh, okay, so, we're doing another Yeah, one. we did it. Sorry. So, so uh, just piggybacking off of what you were saying and what you were saying, Chris. Here's what I think. And it's just my, you know, just spitballing here. I think, because you and I, I'm, I know we love new faces. Well, I mm-hmm. think we all do. Yeah. Right? Love, I love, love new faces. Mm. So a lot of the times when we see these, let's just use the British actors for most of it. When we discover that, oh my God, they're British or Australian or whatever the fuck, right? They usually have faces that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're so used to the Denzels and the Will Smiths and the, you know, using black guys as, as an example. Is, what are you talking about? There's only one black guy actor in Hollywood. <laughs> exactly, right. Will Smith. And he plays all the roles. It's Will Smith. Sam and Jackson. Yeah, he's, he's Denzel and Sam. He's all of them. They're the same oh, person. He just has they're all the, he's just mad. They're the same person. He's Sam Washington. Sam Washington. Sam Washington. But I wonder if we give them more because we're so much more appreciative of the fact that that's a face we haven't seen. Like, one of the things that. I'm always in the midst of with all these projects that I'm doing is how can we get somebody to play the lead who we don't know and surround them with faces? You know what I mean? That way we can make a star out of that person. You know what I mean? I, I <clears throat> We have, this mm-hmm. is a long discussion. Right, uh, right. TV doing. used to be the thing where you made stars and movies were the place where they got exploited. Right. Now it's all sort of mishmashed all together, right. which to me is like that means the thing that's being sold is the project, not the people. Nothing against the people. If mm-hmm. if you get a great actor who happens to also be well known, awesome. Meryl Streep shows up. She comes right. to play. Bring it, Meryl. <laughs> That's right. my girl. Right. Uh, uh, <clears throat> same with Viola Davis. You mm-hmm. came to play. Go. But you weren't always this thing. No. Somebody had to be first. 
someone had to be first. And when I watch a movie where people are going to maybe die, especially those little pot boilers where right. there's eight people and maybe they're not all right. going to make it, if I'm looking at Denzel, the odds are high <laughs> he's going to be in that does last char- frame. Does your character die? Right. <laughs> you know, then it's and, a good role. That's a good from role. A, from, a, from a creative standpoint, from a creative standpoint, that's why I stopped watching Law and Order for a while yeah. because every guest star that was of note, right. I'm like, well, they're either the criminal or they're going to be opposing counsel, right. but they're not going to die halfway through, right. so there's no tension there. Right. For me, I want everybody to go, anyone could get shot in the face anybody. like on Game of Thrones. Right. right? You know, just, yeah. I, just, so I think there was some interesting, some interesting casting where like, Michael Keaton was supposed to be in the the in Lost in the Lost pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, what? I, I think I think Michael Keaton was supposed to play the Matthew Fox role. Oh, okay. And 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 I think that they were and I think I, I think because that was a show that they I think they had shot and then redid it. I could see that. And I, I, I think that's what they had pushed to do, and then they were kind of like. But it's so clearly he's going to be the star. star because it, it lopsized the whole right. situation. It's like <laughs> oh, we we shouldn't do that, you know. I, I just feel like what you said before, everything should be what is best for, for this project. Uh, if it means all unknowns or if it means I need a big star for this mm-hmm. thing. And I don't know what you need a big star for anymore. I think you need the best actor. And if they're a big star, great. Well, I think you need a big star if the budget is a certain amount of money. But who? This is a, old, this is a holdover from I don't even, Hollywood. I don't nobody even, I mean, can that's open still where they are. I know, but there's nobody who can guarantee box office. Understood, but like that's the how last they think. standing they're, were Will Smith and Tom Cruise, but they're selling, and neither of them can do they're it. They're selling movies with distribution before they even make the that's movie true. now. Overseas, that's the maybe it's still real. Right, that's true. That's well, true. well, well, it's, it's definitely overseas. See, I, I think I think that the 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 schism is Americans are tired of the box office star, but the rest of the world's not. They're, they're eating it up. And right. and, yeah. and 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 the thing that people are kind of don't get is is remember they're the, usually a couple but, of years behind but, us anyway. So that's but, true. See, but at the same time <clears throat> that America has said, well, we don't want the box office star. It's coinciding with the time of America's value in the, in the, in the, in the global marketplace is diminishing. Sure. Because right now, the American box office is perhaps 30 to 40% of the take. Mm-hmm. So if you know, you know, like, like, like someone like Gary Oldman, it's a massive draw in, in East Asia. Right. So you throw him in your really? movie. He's so big in fucking in Japan hmm. that it, that it's it, you know that the jump on the money. I love Gary Oldman, but Gary Japan. Japan. What the <laughs> hell is going on down there? Look, 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 like there's that movie. They love those vampires. That's all. <laughs> no, there's that, but, but there was that. There was there was a movie he did where he where he with, with, I want to say with the woman ah oh, Jessica what's her Jessica Landy's her name in that Bourne movie. Um, you fucking know her. There was a movie about like a senator, about a female senator. I think it's called The Contender. Oh, The Contender. The contender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. That movie got solely financed out of Japan just because Gary Oldman was the like the senator who was like fucking with her. Because those things happen yeah. in, in ways that that we sure. don't. So he, he's, he's like, like, like see that he's way. a draw. He's, he's a, a draw. Yeah, okay. you know. But, but that's a niche. Right, that's a niche. But the thing a is, a big niche though, because <laughs> yeah. Gary Oldman is not on. Huh? This ain't the eighties, right? And this ain't the. <laughs> hold, on. Ain't, wait, hold on, hold on. He can act his ass up. Oh, he can Gary act his Oldman. ass up. But I'm know, just saying, in terms of you, that you, appeal you, that he used to have. Right, right, yeah, right, right, I know, right, right. but but so it, so there Let's is that. So that's just like part of the economics that are difficult for anyone to even like. 
fathom understand. Fathom well, as y'all say, go ahead with you and say something. No, I was just going to say, uh, good luck, Japan. <laughs> oh, so evil. <laughs> I missed you, Lisa. See, Lisa's like, if I don't want to sleep with him, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> look, if I don't see anything and if y'all ain't got no chemistry, like, do I want to see these two fuck? But no, nope. no. I ain't watching. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not wasting my time. Okay, okay, I don't okay. even want to waste my time. That's their so, <laughs> I'm not one of two people. As y'all see, Hey. One topic can go all over the place. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what was Welcome back. Uh, hey, hiring, it was just me spitballing and, yeah. and me spitballing and coming back like, look, we just gonna talk and just see what it goes. You came like a hurricane. Okay, to see what it do. What it do. So, where you at, uh, uh, Jeff Thorne? Uh, I'm at JeffreyThorne.com. I'm at JeffreyThorne.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is spelled on, I'm sure, when you look at <laughs> on it. On the internet. On iTunes, you can find me. Uh, everything is there is linked. It's just easier to say it that okay, way. Okay, cool. Um, don't come to my Twitter unless you came to play, though, because <laughs> I am not the one. <laughs> Especially come on Tuesday. Jesus oh, Christ. Uh, where you at? <laughs> where you at, Chris? Uh, DerekBrothers.com is the site, and on Instagram and Twitter at uh, UnauthorizedCBD. All right. Lisa, Lisa, Colt, Jay. Uh, what fresh hell is this <laughs> on Twitter? She's back. I ba- hey, back I again. lurk. She I lurk in the there. Incredible. Like, I'll be looking through. But <laughs> hey, hey, America has just been a disappointment, as oh always. This uh, is America. She, this is, uh, you know, America is just, like, I'm just shocked that this is the same year that Black Panther came out. Like, I can't even right. believe it feels that. like 10 it years like ago. like 10 years ago. Like, 2018. Like, I was so happy in February. Someone said that to me. Yeah. It's a, it's and it's like, it's like all the way through May. Last year it was like, good, and then, I was like, and, then Boom. and then something just just went just it just went left. So yeah. I'm just still trying to wrap my head around the pilot season. Just I'm took telling it all you, away, I'm telling you. So anyway, uh, just looking forward to seeing a couple of movies. I'm just uh, like I said, I'm on Twitter, but um, right now I'm just looking forward to see if Bill Street talk, oh, yeah, uh, widows, it. and um, you know we'll see we'll Did see. You see what a picture of me and Barry? No, they, they invited me to a private screen. Anyway, it was cool. It was cute. Okay. He gets to go everywhere. Okay. He's having more fun. That's my cousin. You know, me and I love Barry. <clears throat> I got, have, you we know, don't have him on the show. I got a, I, I, I'm trying to write, when I'm trying to write, I'm trying to write a paper. I don't know if I'm putting on a shadow and act or not, but I really want to write about Barry mm-hmm. and um, my boy from Did Black Panther. Which one? Uh, Cougar. Cougar. Ryan Cougar. Yeah, Cougar. Ryan. It's just something about them and how they, the representations of black women. Um, oh, he's so handsome. Is he single? Oh my God. Barry, are you single? So. You're not single, Barry? Damn it. Think. Damn it. You're thirsty. That's I hey, I'm appreciative. That's not thirst. That's not thirst. That's not thirst. That's appreciation. I know. I just want to write a piece about them and their representation because I don't know. I, I don't know how many times I've seen the trailer for If Bill Street Could Talk. Like, I hope the movie can, can live up to it. Can live up. To the trailer, because I can just watch that trailer over and over again, and like if I don't even see the movie, I will watch that trailer. Well, we'll talk about it when you see it. Yes, so yeah, so (laughs) I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, you can find me on what fresh as hell is this, and um, I'm out there. And I I am a host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Any questions, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys listen to, give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Please go on our new what, Chris? Patreon page and support us, if you will. I want to give a shout-out to our, to some of our new uh, supporters, to uh, Lawana Richmond, to Melvin Todd, and to Skylar Ezel. Thank you very LaWanna, much. Lawana Ferriale. Thank you, sis. That's my That's people awesome. We got Diego. more people. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, I guess I'm getting on it. Please go on our Facebook page. We appreciate y'all. 
um, you know, just, uh, you know, Sharon and um, blasting us out there. Did you see we got Lisa, Lisa, Coat Jam back? We got yeah, and I appreciate all the people <clears throat> checking in, wondering, where are you at? Where are you at? Hey, sometimes you got to go away for a little bit. Get recharged up And like America has been Sometimes you run slow Sometimes hey, you run quick Sometimes America <laughs> Wow hey. Nice and smooth yeah. hey. Deep cut <laughs> Deep cuts So yeah Hey Sometimes you gotta go for a little bit And recharge your batteries And you know It's America What can I say Right This is America This is America Okay, so uh, everybody joining me, y'all know how we do it on the rant oh, room. Oh wait, I swear, this I swear. Right here, this no, 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 right I here. swear. See, uh, my my condolences tonight for all the uh, Walking Dead fans. Right, uh, Rick, Rick Grimes. Always oh, out. This is um, the last episode. This won't air for another two weeks. Yeah, so th- by the time this airs, he'll be dead and gone. I don't know how he's going to go. <laughs> but I want to say condolences for the fans who've been riding him for the longest time. I kind of wish they wouldn't have told us though. I, I wish they would have just kept their mouth shut. I think they would should just kept their mouth shut. Let they him keep die. Saying two more episodes. One more episode. Isn't like, it in the comics? Yes, but still. Yes, but they switched some things up and yeah, changed oh, some totally, things. So totally. anyway, so yeah, he never lost his arm. In so the comments, condol- right? condolences to the fans because I know y'all about to, to get yeah, wrong I'm, through. So anyway, that's it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and Rosemary Rodriguez, we'll have her back on the show. She just directed last week's episode. Yes, so yeah. Rosemary. Um, so anyway, so shout out to everybody. Um, we appreciate y'all listening all over the world, and uh, like Ellen, oh, big shout out to big, big bro Jeff Thorne. You're an idiot. <laughs> okay, Black Panther's Quest, which is our new slogan yes. for you the for next that. couple months. Yes. Thank you for that. So everybody joining with me, y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. On this show, we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what everybody. Black, Black Panther's, Panther's Quest. Quest. What? I'll enter the microphone. Ciao. Peace, y'all. All right. I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. So you want to be a rider? Well, you got to be a rider. Till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind you. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the Red Room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca. Sass in class. Yes, that's Lisa Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel. Say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room.